today is Friday, May 26, 2017. It's been more than six months since I filed for divorce, and I'm still not divorced. Sometimes I wonder if it takes other people this long to get divorced. Maybe it takes longer. I don't know. I can remember reading about court battles. <laughs> But that's usually when a lot of money is involved. We don't have a lot of money involved. I'm just dragging my feet because I'm scared of the financial implications of being divorced. And I think Mike is probably dragging his feet for the same reason, although from somewhat of a different perspective. I've been listening to an audiobook called Getting to Yes. The Art of the Negotiation. And it's been really interesting to read. I, I actually wrote it down as a book I wanted to read. I say read, but I mean listen to. Uh, because I found it among some notes that were written by my grandma. She was an English major and a teacher and very well read and extremely smart and a very sweet person. I miss her very much. She died when I was... 21, she wrote getting to yes down in her notes. And I had written that down for myself. And it's all about negotiating and how to do it tactfully and still maintain a relationship with the other party. And it's been really helpful. I'm going to try to get it done before I go into mediation with Mike and his lawyers. One of the interesting points that I, I wish I would have read this book uh, back when I was married or even before, but one of the interesting points is how when we dig in so deeply to our position, the ego becomes attached to the position, which makes it very difficult to move off of the point if we're going to give up some ground or make concessions or change our mind. Once your ego is attached to your position, it's it's very hard to back off of. And I can easily think back to times when this has happened to me. The book also talks a lot about separating the people from the problem, which is so hard to do because the people are deeply ingrained in the problem and it's the people making the problems. But I think it's a good exercise to try to do. So if I try to tease apart the people and the problem in my situation, what we have is a problem of one person who has great earning potential and another person whose earning potential has been severely limited. We have two children involved who need to be put through college. There's only X amount of dollars and we need to come up with a solution where both parties feel that they were treated fairly. Everybody is not going to get what they want. But the book also talks about putting yourself in the shoes of the other person. So I've really been thinking about trying to put myself in Mike's shoes. What is he thinking? What is he feeling? And I guess if I were in his shoes, I would be thinking, I want my soon-to-be ex-spouse to support herself. I want my ex-spouse to get a better job and take some of the earning burden off of me. I've been working for 
the last 18 years very hard to support this family and it's her turn now to step up and make some money and I want to see that she's trying and she's working hard so I don't feel like I'm being taken advantage of. I think that's probably what Mike thinks. He has said to me on several occasions, made derogatory comments to me about being on his payroll and I need to get off his payroll. And that is so hurtful to me. It, it crushes me because I'm a very independent person. I always have been. I've always taken care of myself and supported myself uh, since I got my first job and, you know, moved out of my, my mother's house. So that's what I think Mike is thinking. And I would hope that he can also try to put himself in my shoes and how very scary everything looks from my point of view. It's not fun to have someone else supporting you that you know you're going to be apart from, that you know really doesn't like you anymore and that wants to quickly get rid of you and doesn't always have your best interest at heart. I don't feel that Mike has my best interest at heart. I mean, why should he? I'm soon to be his ex-wife. I never felt like he always had my best interest at heart, even when we were married. And I've already talked about reasons why I felt that way. So I would hope that he could see it's, I'm in a scary position too. I don't want to be poor. I don't want to have to sell things to get by. I don't want to have to take the small savings that I'll have when this is over and live on it. I don't want to do that. I'm thankful to have the savings, but I would deplete that pretty quickly without support from him. So I hope that he sees that I'm trying hard to get a better job and to make more money and to be careful with money. I used to send him all of the rejections that I got from all the jobs that I apply for. I apply for jobs constantly. Every week I apply for at least one, if not four to five. And I, I used to send him all the rejections. I really don't do that anymore, but I wanted him to see how many I'm applying for, you know, and he reminds me, I'm not going to get a job just by putting my resume in someone's database. And he's right. You get a job through people that you know, but I've also been interviewing a lot too. And I tell him usually when I have an interview, because I want him to know that I really am trying in earnest to quote, get off his payroll. Plus I want to make money so that we're not spending our money and he's not having to, to have the burden of all the earning. We're, we've got a daughter going off to college in just a couple of months and a son right behind her. And um, we have a high standard of living with nice new cars and iPhones and nice houses and clothes and pets and animals. So I want to be a, I want to be part of supporting that. I really do. So this week, a lot has happened in my life and I've got, I'm at, I'm at a crossroads for sure. I was accepted into the doctoral program at the university where I've been working for the last four years and I have secured a tuition waiver, which is worth a lot of money. So I have the option to continue working full time at my university and start my doctorate this fall. And it's, it's not going to be easy. Uh, I'm very grateful for the opportunity. It's very humbling. It's amazing that 
the school can afford to do that, I'm so grateful. And it will definitely make my time worthwhile there if I stay at the university. I don't know if I want to or if I can do that for a couple of reasons. One is over the last several years, I've become very soured on religion. I'll just be honest. I'm sick and tired of religion. I'm tired of the wars it's causing in the world. I'm tired of the deaths and the destruction and the judgment and the ill will that comes from it. And I'm sad about that. I was raised Baptist. I come from a religious family. Um, I don't believe the stories that are in the Bible. I do not believe that Jesus rose from the dead after being dead for three days. So I'm really a fake, I guess, at the university where I work because it's a Christian university. And I will say when I applied for the job four and a half years ago, I was in a bit of a different place than I feel like I'm in today. I wasn't as down on religion as I am right now, but every day it's, you know, shooting and killing. And today in the newspaper, there's some Texas politician talking about how gays should burn in hell. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, you know what? No, I can't. I don't buy into that. That's ridiculous. I don't believe that. I believe in live and let live. I believe in loving everyone. And I believe in peace. I don't believe in all these different religions of people that just want to kill each other. And sometimes I sit in meetings at my job and I'm like listening to them talk about, you know, we will be judged and people have to repent and all this stuff. And I'm like, I, I, I'm just not, I'm not buying it anymore. So I feel like a fake. And plus I feel like if I were found out, the university would tell me to go take a hike. So I don't know what to do about that aspect. And then the other aspect is I've been extremely frustrated with my job since I got my new boss. And uh, I want to say how much I really do like her as a person. I've said this many times before. She's very smart, very, very nice and very beautiful actually. And I think she'll make a great mom. And I think that she's probably a, a sweet and wonderful wife, but I don't like reporting to her. She is a micromanager and sometimes it gets to the point of ridiculous and it's very hair pulling. Like I don't need help picking out a menu for an event. I can decide on appetizers. I don't need her to hold my hand to do that. It's really driving me crazy and I've tried to talk to her about it and she's quick to get very defensive. I'm pretty sure I'm the first person she's ever had report to her. She's 30 and um, young and uh, I just want to get out from under her I really do it's been frustrating so I have applied for another position within the university and I've had two interviews for it uh, one was with just one of the people that it would report to and then yesterday I met with all three of the people on the team and I think I would do great in that job it's for business partnership development, and I think I would really kick ass at this job, but I don't know if I want it. I, I don't know if I want to stay. I don't know if I want to do that job. It does not pay well. I mean, no job at my university pays well, so, but what would make it worthwhile is if I go ahead and do the doctorate, because that's like adding $60,000 to my salary. That's a very generous thing, and it's I need to think long and hard about that. The other thing is, 
Uh, I had a phone interview this morning with another company that's close by that pays $20,000 more a year than my current job. And it's doing public relations. And I, I'm very interested in it. It's, I, I saw the job online. I actually printed my resume and the job description, drove to their offices, rang the doorbell, and handed my stuff to someone in HR. And I said, I know it's really weird that I'm here and probably unprecedented, but I'm very interested and I wanted to check the place out and I wanted to put my resume in your hands because I think I'm very qualified for this position. The woman looked at me kind of crossways, but she thanked me and boom, what do you know? The very next day, I got a phone interview with the um, HR recruiter. And it was a really good interview as HR interviews go. Uh, she asked a lot of good questions uh, that were very thought provoking and um, answered my questions. I hoped that I made a favorable impression on her, although I don't really know. She said she was going to wrap up her phone interviews today and then send a list of uh, names over for the woman, uh, I believe, who would be that the position will be reporting to. So she does the first round of phone interviews. And then if I make the cut, I go on for the next interview uh, with, the, with the next woman. And then that's also a phone interview. And then she will select who comes in to actually interview in person. Looking for a job is so time consuming and stressful. It really is. Sometimes they ask questions and you've got to come up with great answers on the fly. One of the questions that they asked today was, think about a time when your work has been criticized. How did you handle it and what was the outcome? And you literally have one second to think of a great answer. Now, I do love that question, but I wish I had some time to think about it and give a thoughtful answer, uh, especially one that would be related to this position. I tried to come up with something, but you know, that was, that was one of the, the questions and it's, it's a good one. And so it's a, it's actually a healthcare company. And the woman also asked me what were my feelings about healthcare? I was like, wow, that is a big question. So I tried to answer it from a personal perspective and then from a professional perspective. And so the interview lasted about 20 minutes. Good interview. I hope I make it to the next round. But if I do, then I'm faced with the decision. Do I stay in my current position and do the doctorate? Do I continue to try to go for the other position in my university and go for the doctorate? Or do I leave the university and go take a job and immediately make uh, $20,000 more than I'm making now? Now, I haven't been offered that job yet, so that card is not really on the table. However, if I look at it like this, it, even if I get my doctorate, which takes three years, it's two years of coursework, one year of dissertation. When I get out of my, I mean, when I'm done with my doctorate, when I graduate and I, if I stay in higher education, it will probably take me another 10 to 15 years even to get up to $20,000 more per year. So my question for myself is, do I jump ship and go for the $20,000 more a year now? Or do I stick around, earn the doctorate, 
and then I've got that other degree and you know over time try to make another twenty thousand dollars I, I just don't know it has been a dream of mine for a long time to have a doctorate and I've talked about that in past audio blogs I really want that that feels very validating to me it's a fantastic accomplishment and um, I would be very proud of myself and so I, I really want to do that and part of me also thinks you know I really want to please my parents and um, you know I think even as adults we're always looking for that approval and so I don't know what to do I've really got to think about this but the woman who and I don't have to make this decision that quickly the woman who was hiring for the job outside of the university said they're not going to fill the position till the end of July and I said that time frame is just fine it's fine with me I'm I have no rush in fact the longer the better but that's where I am right now so gosh so many so many irons in the fire so many things to wrap up I want to get my divorce done so I know exactly where I stand financially because that will also add data to the, to the decision I need to make so I'm just kind of sitting tight right now and just waiting to see what other cards land on the table but it's all pretty exciting I feel very fortunate I really do my daughter graduates from high school next Saturday that's very exciting Mike's parents are coming from St. Louis I invited them repeatedly so um, they are planning to come I'm glad about that and I've continued to communicate with Mike's parents even though he told me not to because he doesn't get to decide who I do and don't communicate with I'm an adult I have every right to communicate with the grandparents of my children but right after Mike and I separated he told me he wanted me to be cut off from his parents he did not want me contacting them how ridiculous it's just ridiculous I send his parents pictures and emails and invitations all the time I've always been kind and I don't know what his fears are he's just mr. information control I guess that's what he does for his job so I guess he does it in his personal life too anyway that's the update for now